0: Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 187, The Hunt, Fall 2022. It's a different ball game this year since we did not draw a permit for our normal elk hunt up near the Colorado border. Instead, we had the opportunity to hunt on my land near Chacon, the acreage that narrowly escaped the devastating fires we had last spring. The state has a program that allows hunting on private lands in certain areas of the state and we qualified for a muzzleloader, deer, or elk hunt. We decided to go with the earlier deer possibility because there have been no signs of elk up there, and they usually wait for the snows to come to descend down to the altitude of our Rancho Allegro. Jack and I also decided to not take the horses, but to see what might be feasible just hunting on foot, the lower valley. We arrived midday, having missed the morning hunt possibility, and set up camp. The wind is not in our favor to head downstream, so we go up for the evening hunt to explore a side road to the north cut long ago, probably early in the 20th century, for logging. It's an easement I have that ultimately takes one to the top of the highest mesa on the property, via a very rough road. It also leads to my neighbor's 30-acre reserve and cabin. We take a different side undeveloped path off of that, probably also created to cut wood, and walk back to where my property borders the reserve. Some bear scat, quite fresh, but no other signs of deer or elk. Cow tracks abound. We arrive back in camp just past shooting light as a rain squall hits. Some simple prepared dinner and then the amazing canopy of stars escorts us to early bed around 9 p.m. My customary prayer has already formed. Oh, beautiful dear, we honor your offering. Come to us gently. Whenever you are ready, heartfelt prayers and thanks await. I initially had buck instead of deer, but it quickly changed without any dream input. And later, the last line, come to us gently, next to the last line, come to us gently, was changed to come to us, sweet one. We are up and out by first light and walk downstream along the dirt road and then hike to the east up on a shelf to the south where we find a small game trail but no recent evidence of use. Sun comes on hot as we get back to camp and cows start coming down the road. New Mexico is a fence out state which means my neighbors up the road who have cows can let them roam free. While I respect the lifestyle and way of earning a living from cows and timber, I do get tired of cleaning up cow poop on our favorite camping areas. I put down a down payment on a fence to keep them out, but the work has not yet started. So I grab my shovel to bang on rocks and act like a complete madman to chase them back up the road. I spend some time working on piles of trash left by a caretaker who lived on what is now my property up a short access road to the southeast. And then have to chase the cows again. Now in shorts and t-shirt. Repeat. We decide to stay in camp for the evening hunt as multiple times camping over the summer deer have meandered upstream around dinner. Jack has some forever stew warming up in a big pot and I've pulled out some already cooked chicken. And there he is. A magnificent black bear with a gorgeous coat looking fat less than 50 feet from our camp, sniffing the aromas floating in the air and heading our way. He is only a bit wary and seemingly not afraid of us at all, nor is he aggressive. So we talk to him as we watch his mind evaluating whether it might be worth coming closer to get a bit of that delicious food. He turns to go toward the stream, but the bank is steep right there, so he just ambles toward the road, crosses over, keeping some distance from the strange-looking humans. He heads down towards the natural spring with its two nearby large firs, finds something tasty to eat, and rolls in the grass. Bedtime story stuff. Meanwhile, we are thinking about whether we should kill him. Jack would take the meat, I'm not a fan, and I would want the pelt. I assume it's a him because of size, but obviously hard to tell. A bear license, however, needs two days advance notice, and we are both relieved by that reality because though it's an easy shot, neither of us really wants to kill him. Next morning, we start out with the intention of going for a short walk up the small access road again, but decide to keep going. It looks like it heads over a saddle between two of the three large peaks that grace the land to the southeast. We go beyond where I had been with the surveyor back in December. We are in hunt mode, which means Jack goes first with the rifle, walking carefully and slowly, head on a swivel as they say. We are as quiet as possible, navigating the ankle-twisting, tree-limb, eye-poking terrain, as we find a well-used ascending game trail, which follows a stream bed that must be fed by spring since there is still some decent water flow. We keep thinking we're close to the top of the saddle. At some point, we stop hunting and start hiking and talking, since shooting anything that far up would be impossible to get down without the horses, who would not like this terrain. We crisscross the stream at least four times, coming upon a huge rock face with the trail inching along its edge, and then, at yet another false summit, find a very old logging road. We go a bit further, shed many layers of clothing, and finally decide to turn back. We found lots of elk evidence, though none recent. Tree bark, rubs, scat, logs they have jumped over repeatedly. I even find some mountain lion scat. We explore the old road in the opposite direction, and it seems to contour around for miles. While the ascent takes the breath, we got up to 9,268 feet. Coming down is tedious and somewhat dangerous as we fashion branch walking sticks for support finding, and then losing the game trail. The short hunting walk has turned into a five-hour romp. Well worth it as I discover more of my property's surroundings and fall in love with many different rocks and formations. More trash cleanup keeps me occupied until the short walk evening hunt. Next morning, we walk upstream and finally find some fresh deer prints in mud. We walk back along the road, then up following a small trail leading to a bench on the southeast. Some evidence of a game trail, but no fresh sign. I start imagining the fun of creating hiking trails with cairns along this very accessible part of the property. More trash clean up as I find compassion for this vet who lived here and must have had a very hard time post-service. That alternates with irritation as to how someone could be so mindless about polluting a pristine environment. Grow up already. Cheap, shredded tarps are the worst, with their thousands of plastic fibers difficult to completely pick up. Thistle fluff fills the air, and streamside is as lovely as ever for some relaxing. For the evening hunt, we go back upstream where we had seen the deer sign, but no luck. There is a moment when Jack hears a twig snap uphill and we both freeze, waiting for some animal to appear. Turns out to just be a cow moving along a fence line above us. I see the brightest shooting star I have ever encountered in my life streaking down the northern night horizon. The last morning hunt finds us walking upstream again. I tune into the golden beauty of the patches of changing aspen, the miracle of Usnia, dripping from the fir, its light green-gray lichen hair, harmless to the trees, and a potent antiviral remedy. Who figured that out? Why so prevalent just on this part of the walk? So many mysteries. I find my land lust rising as I would love to buy this upper piece as well to protect and preserve it. My old what's-enough story clamoring for attention. Very grateful to still have the energy and mobility to be able to hike through this magnificent forest. We return safely from the five-day attempt with no meat for the freezer, but lots of good conversations and beautiful moments. Thanks as always for listening, and remember friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.